Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Hey, ladies, this is Nyoka Hall, and I want to welcome you to Trust God, Cry, Repeat podcast, a fresh new podcast for your encouragement. Today, we are going to talk about the topic, don't let life dictate your peace. I want to tell the truth and shame the devil. It's not always easy to have peace or to have joy, but it's something that is essential in a Christian's life. I want to encourage you, ladies, not to let life and its experiences dictate your your peace. Let's dive in. I want to share um, a weird funeral experience before we get too far into it to kind of let you know what I lived through uh, recently to prepare me for the message that I'm getting ready to share. So, and I also want to share how God brought me through all the craziness and the blessing of seeing my brother. So you hold, hold on to that thought and then we'll, we will revisit. I will slow down. I got excited. We will revisit all those different topics throughout this message. And it all makes sense. So here we go. News spread quickly. My uncle, who was recently admitted to the hospital, had passed away. A huge lump formed in my throat. Then anxiousness hit me as drama quickly spilled out. So many thoughts and memories flooded my brain. Then all of a sudden, a traumatic childhood memory of a family member threatening to kill me if I ever met them in person came back to my mind. It made me just sad. It made me sad, but it also made me scared. Would he be at the funeral? It was his uncle too, after all. So the next week flew by and the drama continued. And I prayed as often as those thoughts popped up, every anxious thought, I was, I was asking God for a right perspective. I was praying to God to be with me and to help me through it. And for me to have enough trust in him to just just go you know I didn't want to miss the funeral I wanted to go and pay my respects and and that's what I had to do so the whole way you know of that week I just had to had to keep pushing past things had to pray about thoughts had to rebuke worry had to um, you know call on God when I got fearful and all the times those things popped up I had to pray I prayed um, and even a friend of mine asked me if she might you know if she could pray and fast along you know, with us to have the best outcome happen. So here we go right into this funeral home. I was, I was struggling with the thought of, was I marching my family into harm's way or was I letting all those worries just torment me in my head? So prayerfully, I entered into the funeral home and I was fighting against fear so much that I was physically shaking I just kept taking that step, next step after next step. I already had prayed, God, you go before me. I just kept saying, Lord, you know, I I need you, God, go before us. You know, just make things right, Lord God. If there is something that is supposed to cause harm or hurt, take it out of our way. I just kept believing that God was going to, you know, help us in whatever was going to happen. So I sat down next to my husband and made it through all the ups and downs of the service and oh my goodness it was a lot of ups and downs from you know how people can get when people pass away so and I'll share more about that later but ladies I want to share with you that over the last several years there's there has been many tactics that's happened 
many events to take place by evil people doing evil things um it's just been so prevalent over the last few years it's been like almost a highlight of just a rampant just ramp up of evil and oftentimes some it just seems like it's almost more comforting just to shrink back just to stay in your own little corner in your own little chair uh you being whatever you want to be i don't know where that cinderella (laughs) reference came out of but that's what popped in my brain so you know sometimes it feels like it's just easier to shrink back and do nothing so through all those school shootings and grocery store massacres and daycare slaughters and fear mongering on the news or any outlet that will hold any types of fear after all that we have to make sure that we don't hide behind the stuff that made me think of a a bible story while i was talking about that but to make sure that we do not shrink back and hide behind all the reasons why not to fight well because eventually we'll become less and less adventurous we will lose a little bit more of that gusto for life if we if we live like that So we don't want to be that way. We want to make sure that we're not more anxious instead of just cautious. We're we're humans. We need to be cautious. We can't just, you know, just do anything haphazardly, but we should not be fearful. And before you turn this off and say, here she goes talking about anxious things and anxiety again, don't turn it off. Just stick in there. It'll be encouraging. It's necessary to deal with the elephant in the room. It has been used time and time again to make people just shudder and cower in fear. We got to deal with it. So maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But it used to be a time where, you know, you wouldn't think twice about being in a crowded stadium or you wouldn't think twice about being in a festival or you wouldn't think twice, you know, just these normal activities. You wouldn't even think twice about it. You wouldn't think twice. It would be just normal. Hey, you want to go here? And people, you know, they say, yeah, we want to go. But I don't think it's just me who experiences that uneasiness that comes with just doing things a little bit more adventurously. Just doing things without worrying about if someone's going to plow through a crowd with a car because they have some evil agenda or whatever. So, but as the end of time comes, as we're getting to the end days, or most people call them, um, Well, I guess the end times. Yeah, end times. As they get closer and closer because the Lord is soon to come. We have to make sure that we don't focus on those evil imaginations and evil practices and evil things that, like I said, just keep seeming to ramp up to steal, kill and destroy. We can't focus on those things. Those are distractions because we all know. We all know that the enemy is defeated and he's trying every desperate attempt to try to get us off focus, to try to get us off our mission, to to get us from uh, reaching other people, from encouraging other people to just get us out of the way. We can't do that. And I don't want to capitalize on those things and keep talking about those unchristlike things or ungodly things because I don't want to seem like I'm giving glory to them. But I do, however, want to expose the unfruitful works of darkness and encourage you ladies to stand, therefore, 
Just as I mentioned in previous podcasts, the importance of putting on the whole armor of God, I'll say it again, it is vitally important to put on the whole armor of God so that your mind is shielded from doubt, so that your mind is shielded and your heart is shielded from discouragement, so that that you are, you know, shielded from fear. So your ears don't have to listen to the lies of Satan. You'll be able to, you just resist the devil and he'll flee. So your heart will not be deceived and lead you away to things that seem good, but aren't good for you. This is something that I have been praying about. It seems like it's so easy not to have right perspective on things because there's so many things going on because there's so many delusional things that appear one way, but aren't going on nowadays. They literally appear one way, but they certainly aren't that way. We have to make sure that we are seeing things for what it is. Everything is trying to get redefined by non-creators. I hope you caught that. Um, Logic is out the window, but remember only God can define what he made. We have to make sure we take a step back and imply, like actually apply, not imply, apply logic to the situation. Be able to sit and say, okay, well, this doesn't line up against the word of God. So let me not do it. It does not line up. God has not approved of this. God has not said I should do this. God has not allowed this to happen. This is against the Lord. Let me not do it. We have to make sure that we're Christian enough to listen to Christ. Like we have to be just Christian enough to trust God at his word. That's what we have to do. We as the created cannot overthrow what God says and has set in motion for thousands and thousands of years. Many have tried in arrogance and in error to do just that. Pretending like they know better than God and they don't. They do not. We do not. All of these things all these things, all of the ungodly things that, you know, are being tried as, like I said, a distraction, all those things will fail. All of those things will be brought down. All of those things will have to bow their ugly, despicable head in front of our almighty God. Everything, every high place, every high ranking official, every high ranking person, leader, whoever, everyone will have their reckoning before the Lord God Almighty. Ladies, the Lord is soon to come. So don't fall for all this nonsense. Don't fall for the distractions that are prevalent. Stay focused. Don't let life dictate your peace in all of this. It seems like evil is going to win sometimes. That's what some, you know, your perspective can get off. My perspective can get off. And it seems like evil is going to win sometimes. But remember, Satan is already defeated. He's already a defeated foe. Already defeated. So that can't happen. He can't win. God is victorious. Remember that, ladies. Christ is king and God is still God. Make the choice today to not let past tragedies, not let past mistakes, not let past knowledge of things, not let past memories or whatever, whatever that can go wrong, affect your peace. Don't let it. You are not a risk analyst, unless that's your actual your profession, but you are not a risk analyst. So why does thinking of all the things that can go wrong, why does that information, what does that do for you? What does that do for you? The information like that only causes you to stop living in a way. 
The enemy comes subtly due to his cowardness. Cowardliness. So you owe it to yourself not to stop living before you die. Because you don't get a refund on time. You won't get it. You'll just waste your time and then that'll be it. Live every day to the fullest. Make sure that you are applying the word of God to your life. Like in Philippians 3, 13 through uh, 14, and this is the New King James Version, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Again, that's Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Another scripture, um, oh, the scripture that talks about having your heart and mind guarded. Uh, that one is in Philippians as well. Chapter four, verse six through nine. And it says Christ Jesus. And it, oh, I'm sorry. I am reading the wrong. Hold on. Let me go. There we go. Uh, I don't want to paraphrase it. Let me go back. So it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Now, if you weren't encouraged by that, you might have to read it two or three more times. But I certainly was because it reminds me. That I have to remember those things that I've learned in Christ. Those things that I've, I've heard and I've seen. I have to remember those and the God of peace will be with me. That is a guarantee in the Bible if I do all those other things. If I think on those things that are just and pure and lovely and of good report instead of all these bad things that are going on. Another portion of scripture, um, before I read the next portion of scripture, I want to encourage you to enjoy what is written for you. The, the Bible has a lot of instruction to be able to help you through anything you go through in your life. Enjoy what is written for you. Now, Psalms 34 and 4 reads, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. That is one I hold near and dear to my heart, near and dear, because it's so true. I, I seek God when I'm afraid, I seek God when I'm happy, when I'm, I'm sad anytime. But during those fearful times, the, during that craziness of the funeral and all the other stuff that was going on, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I was able to attend. I was able to sit through it and I was in a nervous wreck where I couldn't be still. You know, I was able to sit. I was able to pray when the, the time came, you know, to try to, to to try to make me fearful. I was able to be triumphant. I was able to walk in confidence and the confidence of the Lord because I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Ladies, I want to encourage you to submit to God. I want to encourage you to trust God. I want to encourage you to resist the devil and live. Ladies, don't shrink back. Don't shrink back. Or 
you, it's always an or. Or you can keep getting fed air sandwiches and told you're full. I know I have the most random analogies, but that's one thing that when I was writing this, I was like, what? But I guess, I mean, like, you can just keep getting fed nothing, but being and believing that you're full and you'll still be hungry. So that's what I'm telling you. Like, live, ladies, seek God, enjoy Him, submit to Him, trust Him, resist the devil, and live. That's the encouragement. And I promised you I would talk back about my brother so it would all make sense. Let me tell you a bit about how I was blessed to see my brother. I have not seen my brother since our father passed away about 20 some odd. It was like 21 years ago. I haven't seen my brother. So I was super excited. So I'll say out of all the things that I mentioned before, this was really the highlight of all the craziness. Like this was like the best thing out of all that nonsense. It was like hugging my dad. It was like hugging my dad. It was like, um, it was just, it's hard to even put all the way in words, but it was a moment that I had anticipated for a long time. You know, it, the distance between us, I couldn't really travel to him. Um, he ha hasn't been able to travel to me because of work and his family obligations. And I have family obligations too. So it was like a moment that I had hoped for, for a while. So, because like I said, our, my, our dad has been gone for uh, about 21 years now. Um, so it's, it's been a minute, but it was so good to see him and to have dinner with him and to take photos and introduce our children to, to him and, um, you know, to laugh and just to have, you know, that moment and just live life together. That was so beautiful. And at the end, it was a little bittersweet, you know, as I watched from a distance, I, as he checked out at the register and, you know, then I scanned the door to see if I missed him as he went out. And I did. I had missed him leaving out the door, you know. And then when we got out to the car, I looked out in the parking lot for a little bit, hoping that maybe he was just still in his car so I can get one more hug, you know, that kind of thing. It was very bittersweet because I missed him with all my heart I did. And I'm not going to get all choked up even though you can't see me cry, so you can't say I'm doing it. No, but, um, you know, it just... It was amazing that we were able just to gather together and, you know, spend that time together. And so for, <laughs> to be honest, lady, okay, I'll be, I'll be honest. So ladies, I cried like a baby all the way home. Thank the Lord God almighty that my husband was driving <laughs> because I was a mess. You know, I just, I just felt like I had waited so long for just that moment. And then I kind of felt like I was going to never see him again. Cause like I said, we live really far away from each other and you know, things like that. So I was just like bawling my eyes out. Like I was mourning, you know, like he was gone forever, that kind of thing. And I thank God for being God because he put it on my husband's heart um, to say like, baby, you'll see him again. You know, I'll make sure of it, which was one of the sweetest things that he's ever said to me. Um, but I just, I just never want to lose touch with him. And I know that I want to encourage you ladies, like I said, don't let past things, don't let past experiences dictate your peace. And I want to encourage you that if you have uh, siblings that are close or, you know, that you can see, see your siblings, enjoy them in all their craziness. If you got crazy siblings or if you have amazing siblings or whatever, like I enjoy my time with my wonderful brother, enjoy time with your family. Life is short. The Lord is soon to come. Enjoy your time with, with your family. Um, don't let another day keep you guys from having the hard conversations and coming back together. That's what I want to encourage you guys um, to, to hear. 
And always, ladies, always, always, always check on another sister. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that God sees them. Let them know that you're glad that they're breathing today. Let them know. Call somebody, text somebody. It's better sometimes to hear their voice. So I want to encourage you to do that as well. But again, I don't want to, you know, forget the point also to encourage you to remember to trust God as you cry and repeat. God bless you. Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry.